I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, he will. I will take it. In the face. I, Slee, I, when you said it at the time, it was incredible. And hearing it a few hours later, it's still pretty incredible. Would you like to amend your answer at no, all? I'm taking an elbow from Patrick <laughs> Beverly. Take it in the chin. Take it in the cheek. However you want it. And let's uh, let's keep playing. Let's keep See, going you're here. Se- you're selling yourself as a guy that, that tries to avoid conflict. And you're not looking to rough it up. And you're sitting there, no, give it to me in the face. <laughs> you, you are, you're an interesting guy. I can't quite put my finger on it. Hitting up... Uh, Three, four bars tonight. Anybody want something, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here then, and I'm going to move on to this place after that. Absolutely. All right, how you feel this morning after Feeling we did uh, 147 hours of radio? Yesterday? Well, it was kind of interesting, too, because we finished right at 7, right? Yeah. And now we got the second half of that Hawks-Bucks game, which was amazing. Great game. Great we had game. a great game between the Dodgers and the Padres. Mm-hmm. So you had we had some really really good sports yesterday. Immediately when I finished, because it, it's so different with us now, right? When we're done, it's eleven a.m. and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you get some stuff done, you do some whatever and you then, need to get done. It's one. But then it's yeah, two thirty. <laughs> 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 so you're still waiting for all the sports to start. But uh, but no, yesterday was great, and back at it this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I I had a ball doing it yesterday, but I gotta I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I'm very glad to be back on our home turf. Um, with just the two of us, because I'm afraid that 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 little taste of Mysterio at the end yesterday was enough to to hold me over for quite some time. Why well, it was only it was that. only 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like well, it was. You know, I, I think maybe we should have done it for the last two segments. You know, it's funny that that yeah. last. I kept saying to myself because I'd never done that before. Right, a uh-huh. lot of the stuff you guys had, you guys had sticks. You guys were doing back in the morning show. So for me, a lot of that was completely new. Sure. So when you asked the first question, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it was like, okay, well, Alan, you go. I'm like, go with what? <laughs> and then it was... And it, yeah, now, what do you want me to do? Yeah, then all of a sudden it was like we had to keep thinking in, you know, in my head. I'm like, Alan, you got to come up with another question. I There's a lot of that when, when, you, when you haven't subbed in in one of those types of shows... You don't know what to expect. So if we did it again, we'd have a much better, for me, I'd have a much better understanding. But that Mysterio thing, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, well, put it to you this way. I've done it a handful of times, and I still don't know what's going on with that. So don't <laughs> feel uh, don't feel bad. Let me let me run this by you real quick, because I don't know if it's because the schedule was a little wonky yesterday or whatever yeah. it is. But I'm kind of, maybe it's because I wasn't feeling well for a few days, and now I do feel fine. I yeah. feel like myself all over again. I'm I, I at least four or five times today. I've had to remind myself today's not Friday, Trav. That when you're done with this show, you can't start your weekend. That you still have to go and be a normal human being for one more day before you can be weekend Travis again. I, I'm totally screwed up right now. I uh, got to cancel my three thirty reservation. I thought today was Friday too. <laughs> Somebody, some dude hit me on Twitter when I was in Big Bear over the weekend. He's like, "Hey, how are those reservations going in Big Bear?" Any two thirty or three thirty setups? I'm like, all right, relax. All right, relax. I know the manager. Those are our people. Those are our people, and they're taking good care of us along the way. So, like you said, we were done around seven. You flipped on that Dodger game last night. Yeah. Uh, right after we were done, it got started, 
And it started like a lot of these games have gone against the Padres, where the mm-hmm. Padres jump out to a quick lead. They hit a couple of home runs right out of the gate. They go back-to-back in the first inning. Um, Trevor Bauer's gotten bit by the home run bug a little bit last night. He gives up three more. Now, they're all solo shots. Sure. Three runs over six innings isn't terrible. It's not a bad outing, yeah. but it's certainly not a good outing. The Padres finish off a sweep of the Dodgers. First time in eight years, Slee, hmm. that the Padres have swept the Dodgers in a series. And I'm not worried. I'm not to the point, hey, the Dodgers got to do so. What's going on? I, I know exactly what's going on. But it is interesting to see how well the Padres look against the Dodgers relative to the way that they look against the rest of the National League. I'm going to read something off from uh, Trevor Bauer after the game. He said, they absolutely kicked our, from an intensity standpoint, they came to play, we didn't. That's what happens in baseball. You try to attack the other team and win, and when you don't have that mindset, you get rolled, and we got rolled. That kind of stood out to me for a second here because I do feel like there is – there isn't much of a sense of urgency, and I get it. I understand it. Um, maybe use the Lakers as an example. When mm-hmm. you're coming off a championship and you got the grind of the 72 games, and you understand in the Dodgers' perspective, you're playing 162. Let's pace ourselves. Let's make sure that we're just ready for when the postseason comes. But I think sometimes things can happen indirectly, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. The Padres, you've said this to me a number of times, it's more important for the Padres to win than it is for the Dodgers. I still believe that. And I and I, I couldn't agree more. But when I say that something can happen indirectly with that is you can really start giving another team self-confidence that indirectly now, but it could affect you directly down the road. Dodgers have won, or the Padres have won seven of eight from the Dodgers. All right, seven of eight games. I understand the lineups. I understand that Seager's been out. Mookie was out for a stretch and hasn't been and didn't play yesterday. hasn't been himself. Bellinger was just back yesterday. I get all that. And we should not flip through that, you know, casually. Those are big-time players for the Dodgers. But, Trev, 7 of 8, that's that's a decent sample size there. Sure 7 of 10 for yeah. the Dodgers, I agree with you, or for the Padres, it is bigger for them. But you might be allowing a team who, coming into the season, most people, if you were looking at the power rankings and this and that, Padres-Dodgers were 1-2, Dodgers won, Padres 2, even though we all thought there was you know, obviously a gap there. But it's not like the Padres are coming out of nowhere like the Giants are. I think there's something to what's happening right now. And yeah, you tell me, if I'd have told you two months ago that almost halfway through the season... The Giants have the best record in the NL West, and Pod, our Dodgers are four games behind them, and that the Padres have won seven of ten so far from the Dodgers. Would you have any concern with that or still no concern? Well, let me start by saying that ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all the guests on the show today appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised but not shocked because I would assume that what has happened has happened, that the Dodgers had something go on with an injury bug, which is exactly what it's been with Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager, that something happened to one of their other guys, namely Mookie Betts has not been Mookie Betts for sure. most of this season. He's been a little bit off. The piece of it, though, that is surprising to me, it's not the Giants. Look, we'll, we'll get to them at some point during the conversation of the show today. The Giants are going to come back to earth. You don't have a bunch of guys in their mid-30s put up career years all at the same time and have it last an entire season. The Giants will self-correct. They're, now, they're not bums. Don't get me wrong. The Giants are not a bad team that all of a sudden is going to turn into the Arizona Diamondbacks, but they're not as good as their record indicates, I don't believe. The part that is troubling 
And and it, again, it's not that you thought you were going to get an A and you got an F. That's not what's happening. But I thought the Dodgers were going to have a rotation that almost made it impossible for them to go on extended runs where they sure. were about a 500 team. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. Because other than Walker Bueller, you look at the rest of the Dodgers starting pitching, it's been good, not great. And if it's good, another good team like the Padres are going to beat those guys occasionally. Clayton Kershaw pitched oh so-so the other day. Padres got him. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer pitched so-so last night. The Padres got him with three more home runs. So that part of it, to me, is the part that's surprising. Not necessarily where they are because, look, like you said, we're about at the halfway mark, a little bit short of it. we still got a little bit longer to go to, until we get to the halfway mark, but it's close enough. Really good teams can look just okay through a half of a season, but over a full season, this is why that 60-game season was kind of weird because it, it doesn't represent what usually is that the best team represents itself as the best team over six months. We're only halfway there. So I think the Dodgers are going to get where they're supposed to be. But looking at it right now, I think the biggest pull away is two things. Number one, the Padres really bring a level of intensity to those games that the Dodgers have not been able to match so far. Now, to your point, it's hard to fake urgency, right? It, it's hard to tell Clayton Kershaw or Mookie Betts or you know Max Muncie or these guys that have been in the World Series three times in the last five years, that have won a World Series, that go to the NLCS. I dominated the division, every, right. Everything. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, guys, this is a big game. And they go, dude, it's June 23rd. It's mm-hmm. not a big game. It's not. You, I, I know what a big game feels like in this. And it is a big game to be to, for the Padres because to, to beat them for the, all the reasons you said, it gives them a little bit of momentum. The other part of it is this. Padres are good, Slee. Mm. The, the, the Padres are a good team. This isn't that they get a lucky hit here and there. Sure. They've got star power in two of the biggest names in baseball in Tatis and Machado. Real legitimate star power. They've got really good role guys and just everyday players and guys like Cronenworth and Pham and Grisham and those guys. Those guys are good players. Sure. And more than anything else, they pitch. You know, you saw it last night. This is a guy that had a no-hitter earlier in the season right. in Musgrove. Mm-hmm. You, Blake Snell has not pitched well this season. He pitched pretty well the other night. We know that a guy like you, Darvish, is going to lock you up. You know that a guy like Weathers has been nasty against the Dodgers. They're good. They're not going anywhere. The Giants, they're going to fade. But the Dodgers and the Padres, they're going to be doing this throughout the entire season. I um, I remember this was a couple weeks ago. We talked about this stretch coming up for the Dodgers. They played 15 games against teams below 500. Okay, 15 straight games, and they won 11 of them. And I think some of the things that you're pointing out is – with having some of these key players out, they can still go out and win 11 of 15 against teams below 500 or right at 500. Then they face the Padres. We saw what just happened. Your next six games, Cubbies and the Giants. Mm -hmm. So I I think you make an interesting point that, okay, maybe, I don't know if this series wakes them up a little bit. I don't know if Trevor Bauer, by saying that they just, the intensity level was just completely different than our intensity level. I don't know if there comes a point where the Dodgers say, okay, hey, let's start let's start ramping things up a little bit here. Let's let's make sure that we don't fall six games back or something along those lines, seven games back What by the time we get into July. I, I don't know if that changes anything, but I will say that at least for the next six games, at least for the remainder of June, the schedule's... They had their easy games. The easy games are already done. Those eleven, the eleven that I told you that they win one out of fifteen. Now it's teams all above five hundred playing good baseball. Cubbies and Giants are next. After uh, yeah, Cubbies and Giants are next starting today. 
yeah, the, the the Cubs are a weird team. I they, they're they are what they are, but the Giants are they're they're not what they are, right? The Giants are overperforming. The Giants have a, a team right now that you look at guys, whether it's like Posey or Belt or Crawford, these are guys that have been around for a long time, and they look like guys that are just getting in the beginning of their go, as opposed to the guys that are at the end of their go. And and that what you're saying is not sustainable, like, not sustainable over like 162 it. games. It, it doesn't feel like it, guys. The guys at that point in their careers are typically not going to just find it all of a sudden. These mm-hmm. guys have been on the 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 drip, the tail end of it for a long time. So so we'll see how it goes. Well, I, I, I just I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you this. Um, so between the Giants and the Padres, is this a no brainer to you that the bigger threat is the San Diego Padres? And and there's no question about it. Look, if you it, put it to you this way. If I had to pick two teams out of the National League West that make the playoffs, the Giants aren't one of them. Now, the good news is there's room for more than two. Sure. You can get in there. But it, the Dodgers and the Padres are much better than the Giants, despite what the standings say right now. That's why we play 162 games. That's why you have so much more time. And I don't even know if you can pick it up like you were saying. You know what I mean? That can you just say, okay, hey, guys, we're four back. Let's let, let's start to hit the gas a little bit. It is it, – it, it takes on a feeling of itself. It I just it, it kind of shows up, or it doesn't. I think it will, but I don't think it shows up until August and September. Really, if we're being honest, well, you if just you, don't throw a switch. If you saw the way the game ended yesterday, uh, Pujols um, lines DP. one to Machado, right, and and yeah. they get the double play, and you see the reaction of the Padres. There's a big difference between these games of what it means to the Padres. And, and by the way, if you flip the script here. If the Padres were coming off a World Series, if they had been the team that had been dominating the NL West and have had incredible success, and the Dodgers were up and coming, the vibe would be different, right? But it's it's the Dodgers. It almost seems like this. It's like the, you know, maybe I don't know if this is the best example, but it's like a veteran versus one of those young players, right? Yeah. The Dodgers are the vets. Dodgers are okay. We don't get too high. We don't get too low. We've been there. We've done it. We got all this experience. For the Padres. They're that young player. They're the Trey Young right now where everything just seems so incredibly, it's magnified because you've never been there before. Look at the vibe in the ballpark last night. Yeah. I mean, that that felt like a playoff game for the Pottery fans. Freaking lived up to the expectations it, again. It did. It did. It had buzz, <laughs> and it had feel. There's no question yeah. about it. But you, I don't know if Max Muncie felt that. No. I don't know if Justin like, Turner, right. Justin Turner yeah. feels it like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, all right, you know, we got the Cubs next. Fine, let's go. We'll play that series, too. We'll probably win that series. It's, just, it, it's different. And the, the Padres are clearly playing at a different level when it comes to the Dodgers. Let me ask this. 877-710-ESPN. Dodger fans, are you at all worried about where this team is right now? At about the halfway mark, are you concerned that they're only a half game out of third place? They're four games behind the Giants. Is there any real concern? Are you more like me and Slee? Just kind of, you know what? It's weird, but it's explainable. It's not like you can't put your finger on it, Slee. If it were, hey, I don't know what the hell's going sure. on. It's it's pretty obvious. It's right in front of your face. Yeah, it's not. And I know what you're saying. It, it's, a, it's a pretty good for you to say that you know, Bueller's been great, and these yeah. other players have just been good. Right. It's not like, well, we, we have some real trouble with the back half of the road, whatever the case is. Like These starters, at any point, it's not like you don't have the confidence they could come in and win a game, so it's nothing like that. It's just part of the uh, part of the, uh, the feel right now for the Dodgers. All right, Slee, here we go again. 0-2 with the season on the line. Can the Clippers find a way out of it yet again? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On 710 ESPN. So they moved me around again yesterday, Slee. Am yeah. I still in uh, witness protection? Is that how is that how that works? Well, you guys were having such a reunion there. Um, I, I felt like I was, uh, you know, <laughs> third wheel there. And then when Keyshawn came in as well, I'm like, why don't I just uh, let me take an Uber? Let me take my own car. <laughs> I'll meet you guys there. I'll meet you guys there. Yeah, I knew, I knew Key was going to show up at some point. I wasn't exactly sure yeah. when, but uh, that was inevitable. It was good to it was good to talk with those guys. But I'm not going to lie, Slee. I like I like this spot. No, too. this, this is, is this is pretty. What did you feel like the current girlfriend setup. with the ex girlfriends? Yeah, but it was. I felt like the current girlfriend, but he was vibing so well with the ex girlfriend. So I was just. <laughs> I was like watching it all unfold. We know? went out for a long time, but ultimately it 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 came to an end. Tra- and we tra- had to move. You guys on. are better as friends. <laughs> exactly. Travis ended up saying to me in the middle of dinner, he just said, um, "Hey, why don't uh, why don't you work your way home? We're gonna catch a couple more bars before we uh, before we get back. We, we got some old times. We got to catch up on. We just got a. Don't few you have things, work you know, in the morning? Yeah, you, yeah. You, we you, have you, we have work you, in the morning together. Lot, lot of inside jokes that you wouldn't quite understand. We'll just we'll just take it from ourselves from here. It's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's start with a uh, a tweet right here, Slee. This is from our pal J O F. Um, the Dodgers are just giving the little brother confidence, but until little brother can prove they can perform when it really really matters, they shouldn't be concerned. Unless they play pool holes regularly, then the Dodgers should be really concerned. That's just John working through some of his Angels frustration sleep. But I think that's probably the way most Dodger fans feel. Okay, cool. Padres are good. I know Machado and Tatis, and I know they're good. But let's see when it really comes to it. Because keep in mind, Dodgers and the Padres last year, Dodgers went right through them in the playoffs. Games were fun and exciting. Yeah. But the Dodgers were never in any real jeopardy of losing that series. Um, that's all it comes down to, right? You're a Padres team that doesn't have much history with the the squad that you have. Uh, like you mentioned, you got swept by the Dodgers last year in the playoffs. So what it really comes down to, Trav, can you make some noise in the postseason? And, and you know, it, it might be one of those predicament situations as you think that over time the Giants are going to fade out. If it's Dodgers and the Padres, and it's not early on, right? Like, can they each win a round or two before they face each other? That That... I think the stakes will start getting bigger, and for the the, the Padres, like he's saying, he's a little brother. You got to show something in the playoffs, even though they're playing good baseball right now. And, and this is something you and I have talked about. The Padres also get up for the Dodgers, and then they they you know they're not as excited to play some of these other teams. It's not like the Padres have been playing great baseball over the no. last three weeks. They've not been playing good baseball at all. So uh, they get up for the Padres, and I think the Dodgers. It's more even keel. 877-710-ESPN if you want to get in on your level of concern for the Dodgers right now. Let's start in L.A. Let's start with Mike. Mike, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Alan, great uh, basketball analysis. And Travis, I'm going to you for the baseball. Nobody want to talk about the real elephant in the room, which is Dave Roberts. Here's a guy who made his uh, reputation on stealing second base. We have four guys in the lineup that can run. He never hits and runs. He never steals bases. He never manufactures run. 
Dave Roberts can't handle a bullpen. He showed it again last night. If the Dodgers love him so much, promote him to director of community relations, have him make speeches and kiss babies, and then hire a real baseball guy like Showalter, Sosha, or Cora. Because as long as Dave Rogers, Dave Roberts is the manager, and they say he has the best record in baseball, you, me, Slee, and 7 million people in L.A. could manage the Dodgers to the best record. Dave Roberts is the reason we will not win. Dave Roberts is a clown. He couldn't manage an in-and-out burger, and he All can right. hire let, Manny. Let me, let me respond to some of this, Mike, because I was going to let you go until you got to some of this stuff because, no. Look, Dave Roberts has made some mistakes along the way, but to say that anybody could go in there and do what he's doing is just simply not true. I, I, I agree with some of the things you said, but I'm going to work backwards. Dave Roberts' best skill as a manager of the Dodgers is he makes sure his guys are ready to go. He's a master communicator with these guys. That's the job of a modern major league manager. The days the, the days of Mike Sosha and guys like that who have their fingers on and get hit and run, go first to third, those guys are gone. Now, we can argue whether or not they should be, but those guys are gone because the math guys have come in and said, bunting sucks. Giving away outs is stupid. Trying to steal second base at the risk of giving away an out is bad math. We're going to say the reason that everybody plays the same way is because the math says this is the best way to do it. Dave Roberts isn't even making those decisions for the most part. That's coming from on high, that this is how we're going to do this. Dave is good at exactly what they're asking him to do, which is communicate with his players and make sure they're ready to go. As far as managing the bullpen, he does make some interesting decisions out there. Some of them I like, some of them I don't. He doesn't have a ton of great options out there right now. Trinan's his guy. Right, you got Gonzalez, Trinan, and Jansen. You got three guys. The rest of it is who the hell knows. One of the guys in Trinan last night came up short. Dave Roberts was the manager of this team last year when they won the World Series. It wasn't just because they have really good players. So do other teams. Dodgers have the best players, arguably, but it's hard. I, I do not think this is a Dave Roberts problem. This is a Cody Bellinger is hurt problem. Corey Seager is hurt problem. Mookie Betts is underperforming problem. This isn't a Dave problem. Trav, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because when you make basketball analogies, Vogel, how how much of this season did you hear people saying, well, coach isn't doing this, he shouldn't do that. And then, by the way, I'm not saying that you cannot make arguments that he should have done this, should have done that. When you have the hardware, and both of these coaches do, managers do, um, Dave Roberts didn't win a World Series yesterday because he got, or last year because he got lucky. I understand a lot's got to go your way. I understand how stacked the Dodgers are, but they won. You know, give him credit too, and then look, and that's the same thing with Coach Vogel. I mean, this season ended, Anthony Davis didn't play. There are people calling into show saying, "Yeah, you know what, Coach has got to go. Mm-hmm. Let let these let things play out a little bit. Let let them have a healthy lineup." And I think that's the same thing for the Dodgers. Look, when Dave Roberts has made weird decisions, I've jumped on him. Mm-hmm. Right, we go back to that series against the Nats a couple of years ago when he left Clayton Kershaw in there sure. to get clubbed by back to back. That was a bad decision. When he never went to Kenley Jansen and left Joe Kelly out there to get clubbed. That was a bad decision. He also probably should have had another World Series if the Astros didn't cheat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's one that we looked at. Oh my God, what is he doing? He's leaving Darvish out there, et cetera, et cetera. They were cheating. So you just you you don't know. I I I feel like Dave has a lot more money in the bank than he actually does as far as last year's World Series. Now look, when he went to Kenley last year and it blew up on him, was that in Game Four? We're all looking to like, okay, that can never happen again. Dave mm-hmm. may have just you know signed his own certificate to get out of here. But he learned from it. He didn't go back to him the rest of the way. That's when we saw Urias come in in a couple of games in a row and close this thing out. I think he does a fine job. Is he the second coming of Tommy Lasorda? No, probably not. Is he, you know, Tony Larusa from the old school? No, obviously not. But he does a good job with this team. Um, 
Tonight is interesting, Trav. Tonight we got uh, Clippers and the Phoenix Suns here at Staples Center. I'm driving in, uh, so I had to come into LA Live today, so we're still dealing with this. Uh, air conditioning's going to get done today. You just didn't want to lose another 10 pounds while you were doing the show? No, here's the problem. <laughs> they got to, you know, you got to turn the power on, turn the power off, and, you know, they come in the morning, so I'm like, yes, I, they had to wait, and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, long story short, I'm driving in. So I'm driving into LA Live, and <laughs> so. I'm going through the light. It's it's my turn. You know, I'm 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 going through. Okay. And somebody just starts walking in the middle of the crosswalk, right? Not even looking at the, you know, there's no walk sign on his phone, head down, whatever the case is. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? What are you doing? And I'm getting closer and closer. You know what it is? Funches. Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> Van Gundy is going to the hotel. He's going to the uh, yeah the the, the Ritz Carlton or whatever yeah. the case. So he is. walked through a green light. He walked he walked through um, <laughs> a green light on my side. So he should not be walking. You know where Yard House is, right? Yeah, where yeah, Yard House yeah. is. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny. You know when you have those like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like kind of look at those this moments. blankety blank. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like we make eye contact. I'm like Jeff, how are you? How are you? And I just keep driving, keep driving through. <laughs> you should have honked. You should because tell him get out the way. Is there anything more terrifying than when you're not paying attention and all of a sudden you hear a car horn just right behind you? Bang! Absolutely, <laughs> you, give you a heart attack. You might have gotten on the on the broadcast tonight. He was said, you know, I was walking into work this morning and some blankety blank blasted his <laughs> horn at me as I was crossing the street. You should have done it. Uh, I'm like Jeff, uh, can you follow me on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Did he look like he hadn't slept in 46 hours? I'm not kidding. Van Gundy looked like he hadn't slept in a while. I mean, these guys are... What's the game, last game he did? Was, was oh, yeah, that's right. Game. He did the Suns game. That's right. Yeah. He did the Suns game. So, yes, uh, it looked like he hadn't slept in a while. That's that's kind of his deal. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. All right, sticking with baseball here for a second, Slee. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball continues to make some really stupid decisions. Don't the hate. latest one. Don't hate on them. Game. I saw them. Oh, Don't awful. hate on them. Awful. We'll explain next. It's Travis and Slee. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 710 ESPN. It's going to be a long time before you get a better line than that, Slee. You know how... I, well, you, I respect you, you for it, by the way. Well, listen, you know how you... Um, you do your different voices and everything else. Oh, speaking of, big birthday today, but go ahead. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> you know how Morales just set up the Soma station? I'd love for one full like promo where he does just uses that voice the entire time. The Soma voice? Yeah, it's very <laughs> underrated. Like I feel like he doesn't realize how good it is. He's got to use it a little bit more. It's not bad. Chris has got some voices. It's uh, happy birthday to a famous soccer player today. I'm just saying that. Um, what time is the show done? What time are you doing it at? What time are you doing it at? Would you like to do it right now or would you like to hold off? No. And if you do it right now, happy I'm texting LZ. I'm texting LZ to do Mysterio. I'm, I'm going to tell him to come <laughs> in right now. <laughs> retaliation. How about this? This just came out uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Um, 
This is from Mark Stein, who covers the NBA. Uh, the Mavericks remain focused for now on their front office search, but Jason Kidd will be a prime candidate uh, in their coaching circle, leech horses say. Uh, we know that Rick Carlisle is now the going job. to be in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jason Kidd appears to be at the front of the line for mm-hmm. this job. Of course, that would leave a vacancy on the Laker bench. Well, i tell you this, uh, that's a good job. I think that Mavs job is a is a very, very attractive job, and I'm not telling you that the Mavs don't have a lot to do, and I'm not telling you that Luka will be running that organization for as long as he wants to run that organization, but that's a good one, Trav. I, I, and, you know, Jason Kidd's obviously been a integral part of what the Lakers have done and obviously a big piece of that championship run, what he's done on the sidelines, but you kind of knew this was going to happen. When Jason Kidd would get another opportunity, he would jump on it. Remember, he didn't even interview for the Portland job. Orlando right. he interviewed, which was kind of weird. It's like you didn't even, you know, you didn't even consider the Portland job, but this one might be the one that takes Jason Kidd away from the Lakers. Well, it felt, remember, when the Lakers went through the process of looking for their next coach, it was with the presupposition that, oh, by the way, Jason Kidd's going to be your number one assistant. Remember, that was kind of a sticking point for some of the other candidates, Monty Williams and Ty Lue and some of these other guys. Like, I want to hire my own guys, which is not uncommon in the NBA. A head coach comes in, he puts together his own staff. That's how it works. And it just felt like Jason Kidd was the guy in waiting to become the next head coach of the Lakers, and now it looks like maybe Dallas is going to jump in there and grab him first. Yeah, and listen, you're not going to make a coaching change if you're the Lakers, right? If if coach was 0 for 2, didn't win a championship – and maybe the conversation is going to be different because you're in this sense of urgency to win right now, but that's obviously not going to be the case. Can I be a dork for a second? Sure. I'm going to my inner baseball card dork and my baseball fan dorkdom is going to come out in full speed here. Okay. One of my favorite things about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and, and it's really the only all-star game that I have any interest in at all because it's competitive. Because yep. when when Max Scherzer is on the mound pitching to Juan Soto or whoever it is, you know, sure, they're sure. P- pitching to Ronald Acuna Jr., whoever, he's trying to get him out. Mm-hmm. Acuna is trying to hit a home run off of Garrett Cole. Okay, they're they're trying. So when the ground ball is hit to second base, who's ever at second base, he's going to pick it up and throw him out because that's what you're supposed to do in a baseball game. You don't want to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So it's a good game in that regard. But one of the things I love about that silly game is that everybody wears their own uniform. There's there's Cody Bellinger standing next to Fernando Tatis Jr. Sure. In a Dodger uniform next to a Padre uniform. Sure. Standing next to Buster Posey in a Giant uniform. Standing next to Acuna in a Braves uniform. Standing next to Freddie Freeman in his Braves. I, I just love seeing all the uniforms on the field at the same time. They're not going to do that this year. They've got these terrible, terrible all-star now. game uniforms that look like... kind of like this thing. You like those? What's I the matter with like you? Em. I kind of like them. They look like something designed by somebody that's, A, never seen a baseball game, that, B, doesn't even know what the team names are. They just stuck some letters on them. The Dodgers are going and, like L-E-D. And, and doesn't what know, is that? And doesn't know how to use the... Uh, literally doesn't know how to use whatever art program that they're using. <laughs> it doesn't look like... I'm, I'm looking at the one right now for San Diego... It doesn't look like the SD that's over over on top of the SDP that they forgot to drag it over. Like, hey, no, you got to actually, you still have to drag that over to the other side. Okay, let, let, me, let, me, busted. let me just say this. I know they're going to get a lot of heat for it. And the S, I'm, I'm using this as an example, you said the Dodgers were LAD, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Yankees were NYY. Yeah. San Diego's SDP. Yeah. It looks funky, 
they could have made it better, but the actual color of the jersey, the clean, the camouflage, the I, that part actually looks pretty clean to me. But the overlapping, the logo, and the representation of the city, yeah, it really that part looks like somebody forgot to drag over on the artwork and hit save. They looked unfinished. They looked like they got halfway through. Like, what if we kind of put this on top of that? And what if we took a little bit of the rock? Because we're in Colorado. So what if we took a little Rockies purple and a little Rockies silver and threw a little Dodger blue? And, and you know what? Just, just put it all on there. Just put it all on there. We're, we're fine. We'll sell a bunch of those. Who buys that? You got sold. You know Who why you got sold? Who buys those you know, things? You know why you got sold? You know what baseball did to you? What? They made you take five minutes out of your morning show in Los Angeles <laughs> to talk about their jerseys. That's why you got sold. Because any of these other jerseys that came out, the same cute ones that you like when everybody's on the field and they're all Uh singing Kumbaya, you know what happens in that situation? You don't talk about it. You spent five minutes talking about it. I've already saw Lindsay tweeting out something about it. This will be a conversation throughout the day. MLB one, Travis zero. I I don't know if that's true. I look, you're right that we're talking about it, but I when everyone's saying, you know who sucks? Alan Sliwa. Is that good for you? You know what I mean? Let me. Hey, every. You know what everybody's saying today? What's that? Everyone's saying that Sliwa sucks. Hey, but I win. Everyone's saying I suck. That's not how it works. It was somebody yesterday <laughs> that wasn't in a good position, and you know who I'm talking about. There were some <laughs> tweets yesterday, so I know what you mean. I understand that reference that you're talking about. <laughs> All right, it's ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests on the show today appear via the Goodyear hotline. Wait, can can I, can just... let, me, let me say one more thing here. Yeah. But this is also the world that we're in. It gets so blown out of proportion. Like, you got so passionate about these all-star jerseys as if it's a big deal. And then everybody today is going to spend a lot of time talking about how, you know, how pissed they are that these jerseys <laughs> are the way. It's a freaking all-star game. It's not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. It's, you're messing with my memories. It's a huge deal. Hey, um, you, sir, um, Zoltan. Yeah, what's up? Um, have you ever seen a baseball game? No. How would you like to design the all-star uniforms? Perfect. Let me get out my computer from 1994. Let me get let me get a color editor here. Okay, don't and I'll go to work. Just on save these, but don't print them yet. Are we printing them? <laughs> and then they just started printing a mass amount of jerseys. Like we already printed them. We already printed what them. What an absolute mess! What a mess! So this is exciting, Slee. Uh, you know we do bunch of funch, a bunch of funch coming up next. I do. Uh, I'm very well aware of it. Which, by the way is sponsored yes yes it is well apparently mm-hmm. uh funch has handed over the controls to board op taylor today Let's go taylor so taylor is the one that's going to take the over. taylor made edition of the funch taylor bunch. made there edition the i like taylor that made edition a bunch of funch a bunch of funch is coming up next it's travis and slee 710 espn espn radio is brought to you by goodyear helping you discover the road ahead goodyear more driven and it is a special edition of the special bunch edition of very the special taylor made edition what do you have for us taylor Okay, here we go, guys. The new makers of the Dodger Dog, Papa Cantella's, are hitting SoCal grocery stores soon. So if you go to a barbecue and the grill master has these babies smoking, what's your next move going to be? Let's start with Travis. To go find a new barbecue? To skip the appetizer section of my uh, warm-up? Because those things are not good. They're, they're just not good. There are other things at this cookout, I'm assuming, Taylor. I could go for some wings or some burgers or some other things. But those, I've had that. I've tried it. It's not good. I'm moving on to the next place or the next item. Taylor, let me tell you something about Travis. Uh, he is a natural-born liar because if there are <laughs> hot dogs on the freaking grill, the dude is not passing up 
a hot dog or two before he gets to the rest of his dish. I will that's, say this, since I have not had... True, by the way. <laughs> Since I have not had those hot dogs yet, I will uh, hold judgment and have them for myself and then make that determination. Got to be honest, guys. I, I understand there's certain dogs out there that, are, that taste better than others, but you grill a hot dog, you can't really go that wrong. I mean, you put the right toppings on it, you call it a day, you have your dog, and you move on. I have I a feeling if Travis if Travis didn't know that there were Dodger dogs on a grill, yeah, I he think would eat do- no. He's taking it personally. You just heard the the, cha- the, the chatter about the All-Star jerseys. I mean, yeah. this is just not the morning for Trav. He's a little upset right now. I am a little Because he worked last night, that's why. <laughs> I, am, I am a little bothered a cranky. by the, the All-Star jerseys. I am cranky about that. You guys are right. And look... Slee, you're probably right. I'd probably eat it, but I can tell you this. I throw two thought, more on there. I thought a hot dog was a hot dog was a hot dog until I ate that thing at Dodger Stadium. It's bad. It was really that bad? Yeah, it's bad. But I, it's, I feel... It's, what, it's what's, flavorless. Taylor, what's the uh, what's the company called again? Papa Cantella's. I don't like to... Maybe Mama Cantella makes a better dog. Maybe we should have her give it a shot. I, I, I would like to try for the... You know what I'm going to do? When those hit the grocery stores... I'm going to go try one of them because I don't know if there's just an overreaction. You're coming up. It's after Phil Jackson just finished with the Lakers, and all of a sudden it's the you know it's the next coach. It's like to live up to those expectations, it's almost incredibly impossible. So I think that's what they're, they're facing more than anything else. Maybe they're what? better if you make them at home. Who knows? It can't be any worse, that's for sure. What's next, Taylor? Comic Bunch. Boom! Speaking of hot dogs, an anonymous customer buying chili dogs – Pickle chips and drinks at a New Hampshire restaurant left a $16,000 tip. So the question is, what's your baseline tipping percentage, and is there such a thing as over-tipping? Sleep? $16,000 tip? On chili dogs and pickles? What are we doing here? One way has to do the next time he goes there. He bought the sure restaurant? He bought he the restaurant. Set the bar high. <laughs> he, bought, he bought the restaurant. He owns he has six locations through Southern California. Can't tip 20% next time. Um... Didn't we? Weren't we reading? Didn't we have a story earlier where some dude trying to impress a girl left a hundred dollar tip off an eighty dollar bill, mm-hmm. and we talked about how that's yeah, the stupidest wanted, move. Wanted to take it back too, right? And he wanted to take it back, but that's the stupidest move that you can make because now you're setting this expectation, and you're an idiot anyways for leaving that much money. Twenty uh, percent standard, right, Trav? Yeah, I'm I'm twenty percent too. Even if I just walk into a place, you know, this happens now. You pay on your. Uh, Apple Pay, or you pay, sure. you know, you scan with your credit card. It's telling you, hey, you want to leave a tip? Yeah. Eh, even though I just grabbed a cup of coffee, here's 15%, 20%. You kind of do that for the local businesses, anyways. Yeah, no, I think 20 is kind of the standard right now. It used to be 15, and now 20 is kind of the. I, I like to think of myself as a fairly generous tipper. So if I'm starting at 20 and you do a good job, I'm going to go up from there. I, you can get mm. me up to 25 if it's a good job. Okay, what if it's a bad job? I, I, I did. So yeah, I, I'm also, but you have to be horrible for me to go down i i will but you have to be rude slow lazy disconnected get yeah. the orders wrong you have to be you have to basically insult me to my face to get me to go down from 20 but i would be lying if i've said i've never in, in the i don't know 30 years i've been eating out at restaurants i've done it maybe three or four times total but it, it can happen if you're bad enough i'll, I'll ding you what do you do when um because there's kind of a different expectation when you're in Vegas at the nightclubs and yeah. you have a table. 
uh-huh. right? And you do your table service that you usually do, which you usually do, I think, on Thursday nights is, I think, when you do it. Yes, um, followed by the pool party on Friday morning. And the whistles and the, what was glow the other day? And the Zip glow sticks. Zip beach party. Yep, whistles and glow sticks. <laughs> what kind of tip do you leave under those, under those circumstances? Usually like 75 or 80%. That, that, you know, when, when I'm clubbing, which is just kind of normal deal for me, I'm just, you know, I'm leaving a few Gs. I'm leaving a rack or two on that table Get impressed a beautiful cocktail waitress. Okay. That's right. Morales likes taking good clips. Can we please take the when I'm clubbing from Travis <laughs> Rogers? I'd love to keep that one in the uh, in the yeah. queue. I got one for you guys. Do you guys feel like you guys have to tip a little bit more because of your A-list celebrity in the sound? No, because who are you looking at and who are you are. talking to yeah. when you talking say to Travis that. and Sliwa, man? <laughs> no, so okay, I used to know a guy, okay? Who, because of that... Excuse me, do you know who I am? No. Okay, sounds good. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, just take my order to go. <laughs> but the guy that I knew was the most generous tipper I've ever run across in my entire life because mm. he was afraid of exactly what you were talking about, Funch. That every person he ran across, 100, 100, 100, 100, because he didn't want anybody ever to say, you know who's a bad tipper? That guy. So he was wildly generous. What Next else, Taylor? What do you got? Okay, Funch. Perfect. The Harlem Globetrotters, they think it's time that they become an NBA franchise. In a letter to Adam Silver, the Globetrotters stated, you can't just act like we don't exist anymore. It's time to right the wrongs and rewrite history. It's time for the NBA to honor what the Globetrotters have done for our sport, both here in the U.S. and around the globe. So the question is, have you ever seen the Globetrotters live, and how would this exhibition squad fare against NBA-level competition? I have not seen them live. Have you seen I it have. Okay. I have. Uh, when I was a little kid, I went and saw it, and I loved it. And it was funny. And they bring out the ladder, and they do the bucket of confetti, and they do the three-man weave, and the general falls on the ground, and the guy hits a hook shot from 40 feet. The same thing that they've been doing for a long time, and it's a wonderful show. It's also cool when they're on Scooby-Doo. It's also cool when they're on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, you're looking I've, at this all wrong. But keep going, I've, keep going. I've, I've seen it, you know, and I, I feel like we need to add some new elements to that. Um, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not basketball. It's a circus act. It's a, it's a compelling one, I guess, but it's not basketball. We can't put them on against real teams. What are we doing? Half those guys are like 60. Um, okay, first of all, let me say this. They run as good of a press offense in a 2-3 zone that I've ever seen, that I've ever seen. <laughs> so if we expand to Seattle – and the NBA does expand. How is it not the Harlem Globetrotters are in it? Uh, God bless them, and I know they serve a fantastic purpose. They go yep. to a lot of different communities, and um, you know it, it is a like you said, it's kind of maybe it's not the right word a circus act, but it's not you know it, it's, it's a stage, it's act. a show, it, it's, it's a an show. entertainment show, and that's really all it is, and that's what it should be. No, I don't think that. Sh- in, until somebody's going to defend that. Luka Doncic with a bucket of confetti, I don't think that uh, this is the wave of the NBA. If the Let's... Globetrotters were playing the Hawks yesterday, they would have <laughs> called a couple timeouts and controlled Trey Young in, on, on the perimeter. Trey Young would have taken the basketball and stuffed it behind his jersey, under his jersey, behind his back, and Giannis would have stood there with his hands on, like, where did it go? Where did it go? It's like it's it's like watching a comedian do the same act again. It's like the first time it's like, yeah, that's not bad. And Funches. the same time you're like, uh no. Funches, this is did terrible. we just get another voice here? Yeah, we did. <laughs> that, that's my Washington that? General's voice. Where did it go? Where did it go? You know what I think of? I think of like um you know those commercials of uh um, the bear trying to make sure, Smokey the bear trying to make sure that everything is safe in the <laughs> Only woods. Only you can prevent forest fires. Sleep. For some reason, I thought like the way you put your hands up, I'm like, uh, that's it. Okay. Where did it go? Where did it go? 
Great comedy. Good one, fellas. Taylor, what What's else? Next, Taylor? Last one here. Summer gigs are looking a lot better for teenagers in Texas. A restaurant called Lane's Chicken Fingers had, has, has had difficulty retaining employees, so they're offering teenagers managerial positions with up to $50,000 salaries. Mm. What would a 16-year-old Travis or Slee do with that kind of money? Why don't you go, go first, to, Travis? Yeah, go baseball first. Baseball cards. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm terribly embarrassed to say it. It's it's pathetic. And go ahead and make fun of me as much as you want. But if we're being honest, if you would have given me 16-year-old Travis Rogers $50,000 to spend, I would have bought a car and I would have spent every last other penny on it on baseball cards. That's how big of a dork I was when I was 16 years okay, old. Let, let me take you back to Slee was 16. <laughs> Slee was 16. I started working at a rec center uh, right near where I, you know, where, where I lived. And when I started working at the rec center, and this is probably exactly how it go, my sisters were working as well. I was working. And, and not just all there. They were doing whatever they were doing. Every check that came in, which, by the way, uh, wasn't much here. It was a recreation center. My mom was like, sounds good. Uh, that's going into a bank account, and you guys are going to have a savings account, and that's where it's going to go, and you can't touch it. I'm like, Mom, but I earned the money. She's like, sounds good. You're going to go ahead and save it. So if I was making 50000 I'd be the breadwinner in the family, and they would, again, put it in the savings and probably not let me touch it until I was 20 or something along those lines. <laughs> would you at least get an allowance out of your own $50,000 salary? No. They'd say, we, we bought everything at home. You just- Eat, you have eat, you, what's you have here. everything you need, Alan. Sit down and do you we'll really let need you know more. You, like you guys you really want to get a new more. car or anything? <laughs> I buy a, I buy a beater so I could go to the baseball card store and have a trunk to put them all in. <laughs> that would These be guys are boring. They're yeah. sixteen year olds. I get it. I'm, look, I'm not going to go out and get hookers and drugs. I'm sixteen. <laughs> I, I wasn't don't know saying what to do. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, what do I know? <laughs> well, you know, you get a ride. You bunches, know, bunches go buy some seniors bought, uh, in high school. I mean, take take them out to a movie. I don't know the Denny's. I don't know. Funches just do? bought a Tesla, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a condo, matter of fact. I think a I might condo do in that. Santa Monica. <laughs> There you go. Bunches will go to Vegas every weekend and blow the money. It's gone. Whatever I made, it's gone. <laughs> All right. Clippers have a chance to do it for a third time in a row, but can they actually get it done? That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.